0: Bye, <laughs> bye, Hello there, welcome to the 65th episode of Split Focus, a film and TV podcast. My name is Simon Eady, and alongside me, I have my co-host, and the captain to the Spider-Man No Way Home Hype Fairy, Adrian Pinter. How does it go, my good friend? General
1: Kenobi, it goes quite well, dude. How are you, Simon?
0: I'm relatively okay, you know, same as as usual, I would say. Same
1: as usual. Hmm. Interesting. We got a
0: lot to go through in this uh, particular episode of Split Focus. A lot of a lot of news this week. Interestingly, and we both saw a movie together, which we'll did. talk about a little bit later. We did. But before we get into that, I'd like to talk about the Disney
1: lawsuit just briefly. Did you hear about that? Yeah. So apparently, I think what is it? Stanley's brother or Steve Ditko's? Um... Son or something. One of these, like former illustrators, or all of them, maybe all of them. Oh my god!
0: Yeah, yeah. A uh, lot some, of the, uh, a lot of the families of these uh, artists, mm-hmm. not just one, but many of them, have banded together to try and get the tried to
1: terminate the rights. I believe they call it to these, uh, to to these characters. Mm-hmm. And uh, yeah, I guess like take them away from Disney. And and uh, my, it's my understanding that Disney has sued. Um. The, the these people um, to maintain and keep the rights of uh, of all all these Marvel characters, uh, you know, being like Iron Man, Spider Man, Thor, uh, like all those big guys. Uh, it, it's it's quite a wild story, um, and I feel like this. Uh, I'd have to look this up, uh, but I, I remember something like this happening like about a decade or so ago, um, and I think it was like settled out of court. So. Um, it's my understanding that this is kind of being blown up a little bit. Um, and, um, it'll probably just be settled at a court realistically. That's, that's, that's kind of what I've read up on it. Um, I don't know what you've read.
0: Yeah, that sounds, that sounds right. I mean, it's possible that they could win, but a similar case lost in the past. So it seems unlikely Mm -hmm. that, um, well, no, I should, it's a weird thing to say they lost because technically it's Marvel Disney's suing. um, Yeah. So Disney would win I argue or again they would settle it which yeah. it seems like that's a that's a potential likelihood there just so that the I guess these artists can make some money again mm-hmm. The weird thing is is that the way the way it worked apparently was that they were being each of these artists was being paid per page
1: mm-hmm.
0: so they didn't own the rights to begin with or, or something along those lines so it doesn't really make sense that they'd have the ability to terminate the the use of these characters Mm -hmm. Um, by disney so i think disney's i don't know it's a weird it's a weird situation but it seems like you're on the right track i i'd argue that they're just gonna settle this out of court
1: yeah it would be a very interesting world to see like all these independent artists uh, own their characters again and disney have no uh control over this um or marvel you know not not being able to make these movies that'd be that'd be absolutely bananas um, but yeah, again, I, I don't think anything will come of this, and I think a lot of this is just headlines.
0: I don't think it would be that they would wouldn't make any more movies. They would because Disney would still own part of the rights, so they would still get to choose what to do with them. Mm. Um, it would just be that these artists would get some of the money. Oh. Um, a world in which they can't make any more Marvel Cinematic Universe films, though, it sounds like a terrible world to me. Unless so bananas, but just awful. Mm-hmm. But uh, but yeah,
1: yeah. Think pre MCU. How how awful was the world world back then? It was atrocious. No, it's not. You know what? No, world War Two, World I mean. War One, both of Actually, these. Actually, some
0: would argue. But, some would argue that Marvel movies existing is uh, much worse for the theatrical industry. Eh. So maybe, uh, maybe you're in that camp.
1: No, I'm not. I'm not. Okay. But again, I I don't think it's a coincidence that World War One and World War Two, the Vietnam War, all these wars happened before the MCU happened. You know.
0: What about the war in Afghanistan
1: That started before the MCU universe. so and now they're not there anymore
0: yeah yeah they're they're not I mean, yeah this is seems like a ridiculous conversation but uh, it is indeed move out, let's move out of this topic to our show corrections every week if we have a correction to make. From a previous week, something else we said on on our show, mm-hmm. uh, we will make said correction because we want to be as accurate as possible on School Focus, a film and TV podcast. Adrian, did you make any mistakes last week?
1: I did, and technically, we like made a mistake a few weeks back as well. Originally, uh, we talked about you know Ted Lasso season two, and then I think on air we checked how many episodes there were going to be, and we saw that there was nine episodes. Um, that was incorrect. I guess Google just didn't update properly. Season two of Ted Lasso is actually going to have 12 episodes. So yesterday, to my surprise, I got a notification saying uh, season two, episode 10 of Ted Lasso is out. And I was like, what the hell? Are you serious? Uh, And then I watched it.
0: You thought you watched the finale? Yeah. What?
1: I legitimately thought I watched the finale.
0: How? Wouldn't you have known? Wouldn't there be telling signs that it wasn't the finale?
1: It Like it felt like a unique episode. It felt different. And I was like, ah, like interesting way to end the season. But uh, obviously they didn't end the season like that. So, yeah, there there is, uh, there is uh, I guess, two more episodes to go after, after this past Friday's episode.
0: Not only that, but I'd like to say that I never said anything of the sort. So you saying we made this mistake, you made this mistake. Sure, man. What are we doing here? What are we doing? Sure.
1: I'll, I'll I'll take the credit for the mistake.
0: When I make a mistake on the show, I say, Simon made this mistake. I don't say, oh, we made this mistake together. Oh, my
1: God. What is this? We made it together because this is our show, okay? Yeah. Your mistakes are my mistakes, and my mistakes are your mistakes. We come as a pair, Simon. Pulling me into this. We come this. as a gosh darn pair. You hear me? Yeah, that's right. Anyways, there's 12 episodes of season two. Ted Lasso.
0: That's crazy. I, I still can't believe that you actually watched episode nine and thought, oh, that's the end of the season, but. <laughs> That's fair. Whatever. It's fun making fun of you on this show.
1: Hmm. Oh, yeah. I noticed. (laughs) I noticed.
0: All right. (laughs) That's the only mistake that I recall. Although there might be another one that I maybe made personally on our Mm -hmm. our show from last week, but I don't recall one. But if you do know of a correction that you would like to point out, audience, please write into us with any correction, maybe even any comment, anything you'd like to say to us, you can... Email in at splitfocuspodcast at gmail.com and we will bring up your comment. We will talk about it, converse about it on this show. So please write into us. Okay, Adrian. Okay. It's you know,
1: speaking of uh, me watching episode 10 of Ted Lasso, what have you been watching? I'm flipping the script, Simon. I'm asking you this time.
0: As you, as I was actually asking you, you just interrupted me to, mm-hmm. to say your piece. Yeah. Highly unprofessional, but it is what it is. So what have I watched this week is what you're asking me? Yeah. Well, I'm gonna flip the script again. What have you watched? No, I'm joking. I'm joking. I, I watched a few things this week. I watched um, Brooklyn Nine Nine, which came <gasps> out this week, which was interesting because I think the series just ended. So, did it hit Netflix like right after it ended? Am I mistaken?
1: It feels like that because I-, I feel like it was it 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 d- definitely aired earlier this year. Like Brooklyn Nine Nine uh, season, it's eight, right? Well,
0: it started airing the eighth season in August. So in August, really.
1: Yeah, Oh, huh, wild. We're
0: watching season 8. Am I, I am I crazy? We are,
1: no, we are watching uh season 8. I didn't realize it was in August though. That's wild.
0: Yeah, uh season 8, episode 10. Uh, it's called The Last Day. It aired on uh September 16th, 2021. That was the final episode.
1: Whoa, so it was like pretty much immediately after, eh?
0: Which is rare for Netflix. Mm-hmm. Like Netflix well, Netflix Netflix shows that aren't owned by Netflix.
1: Hmm. So it was
0: interesting. What do you think about Brooklyn Nine-Nine? So I know you've been watching Brooklyn Nine-Nine as well. Uh, It says that here in the document. It says here, for everything I watched, it says, same as Simon Mm is what you wrote here. So you must have watched Brooklyn Nine-Nine. What are you thinking of it? And did you finish finish it already?
1: Um, No. Uh, I'm on the last, I think, two episodes. Um, And uh, so far, um, I actually really like this season. It's very interesting. Initially, I'll be honest, uh, the the initial cold open for the season – uh everyone was wearing masks and i was like oh no i was like i don't want to watch a goddamn show where people are wearing masks right now like i was like i don't need this and uh thankfully after that first cold open uh they they quickly go like oh okay cool none of us have to wear masks anymore because we're all vaccinated and and they just like kind of drop that line i'm like okay sweet um now they can just do their thing And, and the show kind of progresses from there however the first episode's very um it's, it's surprising. Uh, we talked about how they were going to kind of rework the final season due to all the uh, real world events that happened. And they, and they really don't shy away from it. They, they specifically mention the George Floyd situation um, in the show. And um, I'll be honest, uh, and I'm not proud to say this. Initially, I was pretty annoyed. I was like, I don't need this in my show. Like, I don't want this right now. Like, the world's already shitty enough. I, I just want to watch these characters go together. But by the end of the first episode, uh, I changed my tune entirely. I was uh, I, I was going in <laughs> very ignorant. And again, I think uh, Rosa, who's one of the main characters, she plays like a Hispanic, like bisexual woman in the show. That, that's her character, sorry. Um it's it's kind of funny she she talks with andy samberg's character and at the end gives like a really awesome monologue and explaining how like hey it's not about you like this stuff is happening and it's important um and again i was like sitting there and being like god damn it i'm a fucking asshole like I, I i hated that i thought that initially when i started the show like season eight and i'm uh and again it it, it changed my tune entirely and the show continues it's still absolutely hilarious and 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 awesome, but it is dealing with far more serious subject matter. And and again, they're not shying away from you know the you know police not being perfect. Um, The one thing I appreciate is they're still saying like there are you know good police officers, obviously, um, but the the system itself is broken. And again, they continuously acknowledge that throughout this uh, this season. And I and I really. I think it's done masterfully, honestly, and, and, and I'm really, uh, I'm really liking it. Um, and I, I'm, I'm very sad to see this show end. Um, and again, yeah, I have two more episodes to go. I'm both looking forward to watching those last two episodes. If not because again, I don't want this show to be over, but, uh, again, it's been one hell of a run and, th- and this show's great. Uh, what are you thinking about the show, man? season eight
0: uh, it's just it's as awesome as it always is, and they've mm-hmm. always uh, dealt with the difficult issues, and i didn't think that they would shy away from it because we knew for a fact that was going to happen mm-hmm. and uh, I definitely wasn't annoyed I, I knew that was happening it, I mean it was, it was obvious because yeah. we, we did talk about this previously, um, but yeah I just I, I figured that they would handle it well because they'd handle all the other previous uh, issues well enough, and I feel like to ignore. The system, you know, the systemic racism, the George Floyd situation would have been irresponsible considering mm-hmm. they're a show that's about cops. It is interesting to balance that fine line of being mm-hmm. a comedy and dealing with such a such deep topics. But as you said, actually, you said when this topic came up, when they were talking about maybe even canceling the show and not even having an eighth season once the George Floyd um, protests started to happen. You had said that they had dealt with so many issues over the run of the show already. That if anyone's going to do it well, it would be them. Mm-hmm. And uh, I agreed, agreed with you. I agree with you now, I guess, uh, except for the fact that I again, I just I didn't go into it annoyed at all. Like it, it is what it is. You have to you have to deal with these real issues. Even COVID, if they're wearing masks, no problem for me whatsoever. Uh, I watched the last season of Superstore. They had masks on. It's our reality. And this is kind of the new reality in a, in a large way. And I, I can't, I don't know, to ignore it would be, I don't know, to me, a little bit silly. There's just, there's nothing you can do in that regard. Like, even uh, when, when you get there, because I know you haven't gotten there yet, but if you got the Grey's Anatomy, the final season that they're mm-hmm. on now, or they were just on, they are dealing with that. Like, it's head on. It's very important that they deal with that. And if they had not dealt with it, I would have been a little confused. Because it's a show about a hospital <laughs> and so it would be a little weird. Although again, I, I'm not a Grey's Anatomy fan, whereas my girlfriend is. I think she probably would have been a little weirded out by it too. But anyways, I haven't been super annoyed with the – I know that I, – I get your take in that I, I think what you're thinking is, well, I'd like to watch shows or i like to watch a movie to escape, escape.
1: Yeah, Exactly exactly uh like watching tv for me a lot of the time is escapism it's yeah it's to forget everything that's going on around me and, and in the real world um but again yeah like it's uh again i i felt like an asshole by the end of the first episode and like I, I regret ever thinking that um and uh i'm okay admitting that
0: that's fair that's fair yeah anyways i, I like it so far i haven't gotten as far as you have i'm at, about episode four
1: mm-hmm.
0: um and it's good it's as good as it ever is ever was And it's funny how that quality of the show has never really dipped at all throughout the entire run. I don't know if you disagree or agree, but I don't know. We look at, we we think fondly of uh, On Community as an example, but there's certain dips in that show and there's reasons for that. But there's a lot of comedies and TV series in general that have these weird dips through certain seasons. The Walking Mm -hmm. Dead being a good example of one.
1: Even The Office to a certain extent, like a lot of people... uh um like argue i think what after like season seven it it has a little bit of a dip Uh,
0: i don't really agree i get that it changes and i feel like people are a little bit you know resistant to change but um i i think if you're talking about the season with like robert california like mm -hmm. i really like that season quite a bit like i actually love it but i get i get the the criticism potentially, but yeah, there, yeah, it, it just, uh, would you agree that this series didn't really dip though? Like it, it pretty much kept its quality metric pretty high throughout the run.
1: Yeah, man, I definitely, uh, yeah, I agree with you wholeheartedly. Like I, I think this, this show is, has been awesome. Like I don't think of anything. Yeah. Like any dips whatsoever. Uh, I've enjoyed it throughout its entire eight season run. And yeah, yeah. I'm excited to see what Mike sure Michael sure is going to do next. Cause again, he did, uh, you know, he, he's the guy that did The Office. He did uh, Parks and Rec. He did uh, The Good Place. Um, he did this show. Like, I want i want to know what what's coming up next with him. So,
0: yeah. Like, I don't know how much Michael Schur was really involved in this, though. Like, I think it's more of a Dan Gore production, isn't it? Mostly.
1: Yeah. Uh, but again, he is, he, he's one of the, the common through lines in a, in a lot of these shows. Um,
0: oh, and the it, good ones. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, Michael Schur right now is making, if I'm not mistaken, he was making that uh, series with Ed Helm. Oh, yeah, it's on
1: Peacock, right? Um, Yeah,
0: I don't know where we can get that. That's actually a good question because I I was looking to watch that, but I just didn't know where to get it. We live in Canada, folks, if you don't know that. yeah, I'm double-checking the Apple TV app just to see if I can see it quickly.
1: What was that called? Uh, My phone is failing to load. Rutherford Falls, right? I believe that's that's the name.
0: Yeah, yeah. Good call. it Falls. Where is it?
1: Prime Video here in Canada.
0: Oh, that's not too bad. It might I be easy know. to access. Mm-hmm. I might get into that if I'm looking for for a comedy. We'll see.
1: Yeah.
0: We'll see. I was looking to maybe watch Hacks. We talked about that last week mm-hmm. when we talked about the Emmys because uh, it's so well regarded. That's like the HBO show that will be here on HBO in Canada, I guess, but it's also on Crave. Yeah. Um, yeah, okay, cool. Yeah, Brooklyn 9 is pretty good so far for me. The other thing I watched briefly, because it's only brief, it's a trailer, is the Hawkeye trailer, which is the Disney Plus show coming out with Jeremy Renner mm-hmm. and Haley Steinfeld. Did you see the trailer for Hawkeye? And I'm assuming yes, because it says same as Simon here in this document.
1: Simon, yeah, you're, you're a genius. I did watch the Hawkeye trailer, and we're getting a Christmas-themed Marvel TV show, question mark? Oh, yeah, we it are. It looks wild i
0: just i love the tagline i just uh i feel like the whole the whole vibe of the show is it seems awesome and the fact that it's coming out in november and it's christmas themed it just seems so well planned
1: Mm -hmm. yeah man like after watching that trailer my excitement went up like tenfold like i was like god damn this looks like a fun time and and again it's it's a really great trailer uh and it kind of you know it kind of uh it's doing something that I didn't expect it to do. I don't know what I was expecting the Hawkeye series to be, but I didn't expect it to kind of follow like, hey, that that five year gap between Infinity War and Endgame, um, where you know, Hawkeye went off and became like a crazy, like, ninja assassin. Like his past is now coming back to haunt him. And I, I oh. had no I had no idea that's what the show was going to be about, and I was like, "This is fucking awesome!" So I'm very curious, and I'm—I wonder if they're going to do like flashbacks and fill in that that five year gap a little bit more. Uh, I'm 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 excited to see what's going to go down with this show. Honestly, I
0: think that information was talked about though when they talked about the show coming out to Disney Plus. Oh. Like that bit is the part that I'm less—I'm fairly certain that part I knew because they said that they weren't doing. They weren't going to do the five-year gap. That wasn't what the series was going to be, mm-hmm. but they said they were going to dive into a little bit of it coming back to kind of bite him a little bit. Yeah. I think that they said that if, if I recall, the thing that surprised me most though is it's a Christmas movie. Yeah. <laughs> like, that's, that's the thing I just didn't see coming at all. I had no idea. I don't know if you knew that part, but I had no idea that it was going to be Christmas themed at all. Like this is the tagline here on this poster. This holiday season, the best gifts come with a bow. Oh baby,
1: that's a good tagline, baby. That's a good <laughs> tagline. But yeah, I'm excited to talk about that um show with you when it when when it releases.
0: Yeah, I'm sure we'll do a, a a closer look episode where we can dive in with mm-hmm. spoilers as well. Yeah, when it comes out.
1: Yeah, did you watch uh, What If? I, I don't see that you wrote it down here because I didn't watch What If this week.
0: I did watch What If. Um, have you have you stopped because you don't like it? Or,
1: I'm gonna watch it, but again, I'm not like rushing out to see it. Like it, it was just one of those like I don't have the time for this. And then when I did have the time, I was like, I'd rather just watch Brooklyn nine nine right now. So uh yeah, that was kinda that was kind of me. Uh, did you like this week's episode? Um it's interesting. I do, I do like it. It's not
0: my favorite one though. Mm. There was something about this show, and it does this a couple of times throughout its its season, where it does it takes itself not seriously enough. And it's a strange thing. I feel like they did that with Thanos at one point in the series. I think mm-hmm. you know what I'm talking about. Yeah, I I thought that they, they there's not enough backstory to make it to make it seem realistic. And they kind of did that here too. And if you've watched the What If uh, recent episode with Thor and Jane, feel like you'll know what I'm talking about, audience. Mm-hmm. But uh, yeah, that's. It's just a little strange. I don't. That doesn't make me hate the episode by any means or any stretch. But that's my criticism of it. I actually like the episode overall. I thought it was kind of cool. It was kind of neat. They're always they're always neat because they're little snippets and they're not done incompetently, in my opinion. It's just the pacing can be seen as a little off. Mm. But I think that it's it's good for the thirty minutes that it's it's grabbing you. They're like trailers, and will they take it further? Every one of these episodes, by the way, seems to be ending on this weird cliffhanger where they're like, "We could go further with this, yeah. but will we?" Which is interesting because it's been happening almost like conse- consecutive weeks now. It's been doing that.
1: Yeah, I feel like every single episode, again, except for that Doctor Strange episode, where I feel like it ended in a in like a pretty uh, like end place, if that makes sense. Um, this one ends in an end
0: place. And then it purposely chooses to do that, which I think is so interesting. And I think they're doing that for a reason. They're, they're just, they're like, they're just like, um, spitting the wheels. Mm-hmm. They're just getting them going, making you think like, what could happen? And I, I don't know. I, I don't like, dislike that. I think that's the point of the show. It's making you ask, what if, what if this part also happened? We're making your imagination think about what could happen next. Maybe we'll continue it in season two. Maybe we'll continue it in a movie form. Maybe we'll create an animated series out of just one of the, you know, concepts in one yeah. of these episodes. We don't know. So, yeah, I did like it, but uh, it wasn't my favorite necessarily hmm. uh, just because of the some of the silliness, I would say. Other than that, we did watch a pretty major thing where I think it's a major thing this week is mm-hmm. we went to the Princess Twin Th- uh, Cinemas in Waterloo, Ontario, because that's near where we live. And we watched, and and by the way, the reason why we watched this movie in that, in this theater is because we couldn't find it in the Cineplex theaters near us. We've got two Cineplex theaters in Guelph, which is roughly where we live. And they both kind of show the same movies, which is kind of annoying. It would be really nice if they could kind of, you know, say, ah, you take this one. I'll take this one kind of thing and take more of the independent films or the festival type films so that they don't only show Shang-Chi and the Legend of the Ten Rings and the Suicide Squad and everything you know, theater that they have in these buildings, but regardless, we watched like the, the Card Counter mm-hmm. with Oscar Isaac. What did you think of it, Adrian? What did you think of it?
1: Um I I liked this movie. I thought it was like a like a pretty good movie. There are definitely some things I didn't like about it. Um most notably the The movie itself – so it stars Oscar Isaac, uh, Tiffany Haddish, and Ty Sheridan. Ty Sheridan, uh, I'm just not a fan of. I just don't – I don't think this guy's an all-that-great actor. And I don't necessarily – I think he acts well in this movie. I will give him that. But his character is just unlikable. So I would would make the argument this is probably the best role I've seen him in. Um, Easy. But where this movie goes in terms of the plot um, is – I guess that's not really a but; it's an and. Uh, and when where this movie goes in terms of the plot, it's 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 interesting. I really liked watching this movie, and I was I was curious about these characters, these three main characters that we follow throughout the film. And I think a lot of what happens throughout the film is incredibly interesting. I think you know a lot of the uh, the 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 shots um, in the movie are very like close up you see like people's facial expressions they are right in the middle, right in the center of the screen. And like the way it kind of displays poker and, and, and blackjack and all of that stuff and how it explains like the, the, the logic behind these games is, is super interesting. And like the probability of winning specific games, all of that sort of stuff. I, I really liked, but the one thing that I didn't like or didn't love, I guess I should say about this movie is the, dialogue a lot of the time seemed amateurish? Juvenile? Uh, I can't really put my finger on it. I think juvenile is almost the best way to uh, explain it. It seemed very pretentious and it felt like the, the director, I forget his name, it's Paul... Paul Schrader. Paul Schrader. I think the director who also wrote this movie, he had very specific things written down, like on the script. And I think... It felt like he was just like, you have to say this every single line I wrote here, exactly how I said it, or sorry, how I wrote it down. It it feels like there's no like constant consonants. Like it's literally like, what is that? Like, it's like, there's, there's so much awkward dialogue throughout the film where I'm like, no one talks like this. And I think because Oscar Isaac is such a phenomenal actor uh, he he can act out this like weird dialogue, and again, his character itself is is super odd as well. But I think a lot of the dialogue and delivery by um, Ty Sheridan, uh, especially, but even Tiffany Haddish to a certain extent, just seems weird and and it do, it seems off. And again, it it took me out of the movie multiple times where I think this movie reaches greatness or almost reaches greatness so many times and then all of a sudden there's this like weird awkward dialogue where someone's like but what is that and like there's one scene in particular with Oscar Isaac and um, Ty Sheridan they're sitting at a table and for whatever reason Ty Sheridan just literally explains his entire backstory to Oscar Isaac just out of the blue just says this is the reason why I act this way. Like blah, blah, blah died when I was this blah, blah, blah. He did this to me. He did that to me. And just explains his entire, like, like this monologue explaining his life. And it, it seemed like so, so out of place and just so random. And and I feel like this happens multiple times in the movies and it's filled with exposition. Like, okay, we got to explain this thing. So let's have this character just explain it. And it just felt off. Um, but again, I, I really like the story of the movie. I think the plot is super interesting. It has some uh, cool twists and turns. And again, I really like the relationship between uh, Oscar Isaac and Ty Sheridan, and, and as well as Tiffany Haddish. And I think Tiffany Haddish is awesome. Um, again, I haven't seen her in too much, but I think she's she's great in this movie. But again, the I think the writing really holds back uh, both Tiffany Haddish and Ty Sheridan uh, the most. Um, and and that's really that's really my main thoughts on the movie. How about you, man? Do you agree, like with with what I'm saying?
0: I don't know. This guy's like an uh, award winning screenwriter, so I'm not sure. I didn't really find that too much. I, I don't know. It's, it's an interesting one. Like the moment you're talking about, where Ty Sheridan is talking to Oscar Isaac's character uh, William Tell at that table. I felt like a fit actually. I don't know why. Because I mean, you're gonna probably tell him at that point, maybe. I don't know it's an interesting situation it's hard to explain it without giving we don't really want to give away the plot but to give it a base knowledge so you know if you haven't watched the card counter this was like a, a festival film that was like going around it's written and directed by paul schrader it, it follows william tell which is oscar isaac's character he basically comes out of prison and he learns to car, uh card count count cards and poker in prison and so he learns how to do it very methodically he's a very deliberate person in everything he does and it's a man who's just dealing with this tremendous guilt. He just – it's like a – he can't forgive himself, it seems like. And he is very specific at what he does and he doesn't overstretch or overextend himself because he doesn't want to take unnecessary risks. He just wants to kind of live for living's sake mm-hmm. in a weird way. And that's kind of how the plot goes from there. He meets Ty Sheridan's character who is kind of a little bit lost and um, – and he tries to get Ty Sheridan's character on the right track. Mm-hmm. And uh, and he feels like that might redeem him in some way. It's kind of a, a redemption-like story in a way. But I feel like the best metaphor for the movie is said in the movie is when Oscar Isaac is talking to Ty Sheridan's character about tilt, like in poker. Mm-hmm. There's this concept of, obviously, Oscar Isaac's character went to jail. For what reason? You'll have to find out if you watch the movie. Um, but... Tilting in poker is when you're kind of over betting. You're just betting uncontrollably because you're very frustrated with the fact that you're losing many hands in a row potentially. There could be other reasons, I guess, but you start betting this crazily and you're not really thinking about your actions when you're playing poker. You're not really reading the person necessarily or carding, counting cards in the case of Oscar Isaac's character. Or you're not doing it well. You're just kind of, you lost control. It's like a, it's a, mm-hmm. a metaphor for losing control. Yeah. And so I feel like that concept is pretty great that it's explained the way it is. And there's many moments where Ty Sheridan, and Oscar Isaac, there's dialogue between them. I thought was very natural and it worked very well. I can see what you mean. It felt like kind of obtuse at some moments mm-hmm. between them. So I get that. I don't know though. That wasn't the takeaway I really necessarily took. What I did take though, is that Oscar Isaac, is like, he is William Tell. Mm-hmm. He is. Like I, I felt like he by far was the best actor in this movie. And then when you look at Tiffany Haddish and Ty Sheridan, they also did a phenomenal job. But Paul Schrader holds the camera on shots a lot. Like he'll, it's almost, it's so deliberate. Actually, it's just funny. It, feel, it feels like it's almost like again a metaphor for what William William Tell is. He's a very deliberate, methodical person, and this movie's shot very methodically. And it's like there's no shot at a place, and it kind of felt like because he's holding these shots on Oscar Isaac to have him emote for like long periods of time, there's like no tell, I guess that he's not that character. Mm-hmm. Whereas Tiffany Haddish and Ty Sheridan, not that they broke character, but it, I don't know that was a, they're as experienced as Oscar Isaac to not break. If you know, you know what mm-hmm. I mean?
1: Yeah. Like yeah, because it, he
0: holds a shot so long, he kind of, they kind of, they don't break out of character. I'm not, I know it's hard to describe, but it's like you have to hold, it's it's almost awkward, I imagine, to have a shot hanging on you for that long on your face when you're saying the lines. There's no dialogue during these scenes. And so it's an interesting thing. But there's, to give an example of how long he would hold a deliberate shot would be Oscar Isaac's character is being tracked into a a giant hall, uh, let's say in Vegas, but it's in a casino. And he starts to walk towards the the poker table but he actually takes a left and he's off off camera and the shot is still held for like another like 20 seconds before Oscar Isaac comes back into the shot on the again back in on the right Mm -hmm. and now he's in the shot again to go back to, to the table to take a seat which I think is just so interesting and so deliberate and it's like you're just taking these interesting risks that I really appreciate like you will watch this shot all the way (laughs) through audience you know what i mean yeah exactly Um, there's one very egregious shot and i think you know when it is at the end of the movie and uh i I didn't really agree with that one uh i almost think it was like a weird loss of control but that that's the only one i was like i'm not a big fan of that shot but
1: yeah it's yeah i was i was very confused that like i i just said it to myself um after the movie like i was like that was weird Um, i chuckled
0: a little bit because i'm like oh this is awkward yeah
1: (laughs) i'm not
0: sure that i know this was intentional but i'm not sure i'm a fan of this
1: yeah i was like it like three minutes in i was like why is this still going on and then literally i feel like it was like a six to seven minute shot and i'm like what the fuck like just ended already yeah and again it's like yeah it was odd i I do agree with you 100 on that one man so
0: overall what i would say about this is I really like this movie. I think that it was very dark and very grim and it was very sad and Oscar Isaac's performance is, is amazing. Mm-hmm. Um, and I think that much like, as I mentioned before, with Promising Young Woman with mm-hmm. Emerald Fennell's movie, like she directed that, she wrote that and she clearly, her vision was seen all the way through. I believe that Paul Schrader's vision as well in this was seen all the way through. Yeah. I don't think there's any compromising moments that there are. The music was a very specifically chosen. The breathing in the music is so creepy. I was yeah. feeling anxious
1: Yeah, okay. a lot
0: through this movie.
1: Dude, I, I do agree with you on that, front. Like, I, I failed to mention, like, yeah, the music and the score in, in, in this movie is, like, fantastic. And, yeah, man, it's stressful. Like, I, I was sitting there, especially at the beginning when it initially starts. And, yeah, like, throughout the score, it is, like, this heavy breathing going on with the music. And, yeah, there's this level of uncomfortability throughout the movie. And I, I feel like most of the movie I, I was – left like feeling pretty pretty uncomfortable honestly um so yeah yeah i I definitely agree with that man
0: yeah no i I really like it to be honest Mm -hmm. i I think it's really good and uh i know what you mean this is just awkward moments that were throughout i don't know if it was necessarily the writing but it maybe wasn't uh he wrote and directed it like paul schrader so i wonder if maybe he could have massaged those scenes a little more Mm -hmm. to make them not seem quite as awkward yeah. There's even moments between Oscar Isaac and Tiffany Haddish that I felt like they didn't work. But then there's other moments that I was like, these are just brilliant. There's a, there's a moment where there's like this area where it's all lit up, like mm-hmm. there's lights everywhere. And I, I think that whole scene was just put together so well.
1: Yeah, it was beautiful, man.
0: I, I think that I just, you really want Oscar Isaac's William Tell character to be happy. You mm-hmm. just really, really want him to be happy throughout the movie. It's interesting because like he, oh, he's narrating by the way, which is yeah. actually kind of, I drew parallels and I haven't seen that too many Paul Schrader written movies. So it's maybe my own uh, ignorance, but it, he's narrating it much like taxi driver with uh, Robert De Niro. And I kind of found like there was a parallel there, but I, he's narrating, when he's narrating the poker scenes, I kind of, I was like, this guy's kind of brilliant. Like you, you kind of, you really are rooting for this character mm-hmm. and he's, self-loathing and you really want him to win and he and he's so good at what he does and he doesn't really take unnecessary risks you're like this guy should forgive himself he should be forgiven he should you know he should be able to to be happy yeah and uh but yeah going back to that briefly when he's narrating the poker scenes and everything like that when they're showing the poker hands and everything like that even with like the titling on screen and for some reason that i thought it kind of reminded me of queen's gambit in a weird way Mm -hmm.
1: You know what I yeah, mean? Like I, I can definitely see like that comparison, like when they're narrating like the chess, uh, like the chess matches and like the moves that are happening and stuff like that, for sure.
0: But interestingly, I find that in the end, this movie is not about poker at all. No, because like, it's, it's very little about cards, which it's deceiving because the movie's called the Card Counter. Yeah, which is interesting, but um,
1: it's almost like a setting, like uh, like like yeah, like,
0: like The Walking Dead.
1: Yeah, exactly.
0: In its best seasons, The Walking Dead is not about The Walking Dead. Yeah, cool.
1: But yeah, man, uh, again, I, I did like this movie. I think it I think it approaches brilliantness multiple times throughout it, but there's just a few things that held me back, unfortunately, to like really love it. Um, but I think it's a good movie. like i I definitely think, uh, the, the reviews match like the quality of the film um and all that stuff i i, I did seem like fairly negative in my initial rant but again I, I did like this like there's there's a lot going for this and i, I think there's a lot of good about this but uh, again i what what movie, oh yeah the green knight i mentioned this like i i wouldn't necessarily recommend this movie to everyone either um i think it's a a, a very specific flavor of film and like i i feel like if uh my, my my dad, as an example, watched this movie. He, he would he would probably think it sucked.
0: That's fair. Okay. Yeah, man. All righty. Cool beans. Let's move on to the very meaty section of our show, which is likely going to be the news this week. What? Are you ready to move on to the news, Adrian? No. Well, that's too bad. Let's begin with a small collection of more focused stories that have been particularly pertinent this week. Number one, as entertainment website IGN reports, Disney has dubbed November 12th Disney Plus Day which is meant to celebrate the Disney Plus Content Library and its subscribers. To describe the event, Disney CEO Bob Chapek said, quote, The inaugural Disney Plus Day will be a grand-scale celebration of our subscribers across the entire company. What? That doesn't even make sense.
1: <laughs> <laughs> I was very confused there. I don't know. I,
0: I just copied and pasted that. Anyway. He continued, This day of appreciation brings to life our mission to entertain, inform, and inspire fans and families around the globe through the power of unparalleled storytelling and will become an annual tentpole event to be amplified across our global businesses, November 12th will therefore be the Disney Plus launch day for Shang-Chi and the Legend of the Ten Rings, Jungle Cruise, a Pixar's Luca short film, the Home Alone reboot film, a Boba Fett special, a Simpsons Disney branded special, five episodes for season two of Life According to Jeff Goldblum, and the Marvel Cinematic Universe special. Specifically, this mysterious Marvel Cinematic Universe special is meant to be a, quote, special celebrating the Marvel Cinematic Universe on Disney+, Plus with an exciting look towards the future, unquote. Adrian, Adrian, what are you thinking about Disney Plus Day? Are you excited for it?
1: Um, I, I'm definitely intrigued like I, I wouldn't really say I'm excited for it like I, I'll probably watch Jungle Cruise when it goes on there and uh, the idea of a Pixar's like Luca short film uh, again we reviewed Luca whenever that movie released uh, like many episodes ago and uh, I really love that movie so anything more out of that Luca universe I would love to see um, and then again uh, having a, Bo- a Boba Fett uh, special is is super cool as well. Um, there's, there's definitely a lot to look forward to. And, and I'm curious with this special celebration, like this special Marvel cinematic universe, special thing, um, like what they're actually going to show. Um, like, are they gonna, are are they going to show, you know, uh, I I don't know what movies they filmed so far. Are they going to show like what, what, where we should expect, uh, for the MCU? Are they going to tease, you know, X-Men or Fantastic Four? Like there's so much speculation, uh, to be had and it's it, it, i'm definitely intrigued man uh, how about you
0: i'm uh, i'm interested yeah i'm curious to see how this goes and uh we're going to talk about this a little later in our show so stay tuned but we're going to specifically talk about netflix's day which i just honestly did not think was going to be as extraordinary as it was as we're going to discuss mm-hmm. in a little bit but i i feel like this this is kind of the idea of what they're going for and that maybe netflix went first and they're like we should have a day too And so now they're doing a day as well. And they've got a lot to share potentially for the Marvel Cinematic Universe, which I imagine they're just going to do a phase update like you kind of are suggesting here. Mm -hmm. So, oh, something I didn't mention in this write-up. I guess I missed it, but there's going to be a Star Wars type. uh,
1: Holiday special?
0: No. Well, maybe that's the Boba Fett one. But there's going to be a Star Wars-like special in which they hype the Star Wars universe as well, I believe. I think that's a part of this too so
1: this is where they announced that ryan johnson trilogy
0: maybe that'd be cool people people, i don't know man like are they really gonna do the ryan johnson like trilogy think about how much they caved for rise of skywalker in terms Mm -hmm. of changing the entire plot like do they really want to go down that road considering they just they they literally just ate shit like i don't know what's the point they don't really i don't know it's a weird situation
1: yeah i hope to god we get that but again um I mean, Ryan Johnson's a busy man. He's making uh, Knives Out too. That's all I know. He's making. <laughs> so, <laughs> I'm sure he's working on other stuff as well. Um, but yeah, like uh, yeah, I don't know. I, I'm I'm definitely curious about this day. And yeah, I do agree with you. Like the Disney did cave, uh, and they made a uh, shit movie with J.J. Abrams, uh, Rise of Skywalker, which is a garbage film. And not even Adam Driver, one of the greatest actors of our generation, could save it. So, Or Oscar Isaac. Or Oscar Isaac. He was also in that. What the heck, man? And again, like, there was just... I think about Rise of Skywalker often, and I was like, there are so many loose threads that they didn't even answer. That they even set up in that movie. And I'm just like, what the fuck? Why did we have to get that? It was awful. Yeah. Bad movie. <laughs> it doesn't... It doesn't make me
0: have a great outlook for the Star Wars universe but then The Mandalorian season 2 came out and I was like, "Okay,
1: it's all right." <laughs> yes. It's okay. everything's okay now again. <laughs> yeah.
0: A little bit, sure.
1: Oh yeah, the um I guess on the topic of Star Wars real quick, they they released Star Wars Visions this past Wednesday, which is like I think seven episodes made by like different anime um like studios or, 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 or creators uh, i didn't get to watch any of it did you end up watching that
0: i didn't know yeah uh-huh. my girlfriend's not interested in watching that so i will pro- probably watch that on my own mm-hmm. we watch a lot of shows together so this is kind of why mm. i i don't watch certain things that i should end up watching that's why i'm so slow on the walking dead she didn't like queen's gambit so that's why we didn't watch that together
1: mm-hmm.
0: and that's why it took me so long to finish but uh Star Wars Visions, because I, you know, I want to just nip this in the bud early here. Um, pretty sure it's not seven episodes, dude. I'm pretty sure it's more than that. It's more. I could be wrong. I think it's nine.
1: Whoa. But, uh, yep.
0: Number of episodes, nine episodes. Just wanted to. Get that done. just So just in case, you know, you don't stop at the seventh episode and say, what? That was the finale?
1: Yeah. You know, I just want to. <laughs> <laughs> Classic me, not knowing the number of episodes in a season of a TV series.
0: You have, you have issues with plurals. You have that's issues true. with plurals. That's uh, that's a callback from episode 10, ten of our show. Anyway. 10. Um, let's move on. Let's move on to number two. Oh. As announced at Nintendo's live Nintendo Direct event, Animation studio Illumination will be working closely with Nintendo to deliver a Super Mario Brothers animated film adaptation that is set to launch on December 22, 2022. Instead of casting the original voice actors for each established role, Nintendo and Illumination opted to hire big-name Hollywood actors to play each of the characters instead. Mario will be played by Chris Pratt. Luigi will be played by Charlie Day. Princess Peach will be played by Anya Taylor-Joy, Bowser will be played by Jack Black, and Keegan-Michael Key will play Toad. Surprisingly, they did hire iconic Super Mario Brothers voice actor Charles Martinet in a support voice cast capacity. Martinet has been the voice for Mario, Luigi, Wario, and Waluigi in almost every Super Mario Bros. Nintendo game property since the 1990s. Most recently, he was featured in Mario Golf Super Rush and is soon to be featured in the upcoming WarioWare Get It Together. Actors Seth Rogen, Fred Armisen, Kevin Michael Richardson, and Sebastian Meniscalco have also been cast in the film. Adrian, I take it because of your... Your ownership of the Nintendo Switch and your love of video games that you definitely watched the Nintendo Direct event, what did you think when they announced this particular
1: news? <laughs> like, what a joke. <laughs> like, what the fuck is this? It's so weird. Like, is Mario literally just going to sound like Chris Pratt? Like, is it—is it just going to be like, Luigi, what are you doing, man? What are you doing? It's me, Mario. And then, then is Luigi going to be Charlie He's Like, you know I'm I'm Luigi. What's up? Ah, ah. Like what the fuck is this going to be? Are they going to do fake Italian accents? That's my big question. Are they are like what is this? What is this? Why did anyone think this is a good idea? It's just shocking to me. Um This is a
0: a meme, a memeable situation and uh I don't know if you saw this but uh Chris Pratt decided to post on social media. Did you see that video?
1: Oh no. What did he do?
0: So he posted a video about how He loves Mario and that as a kid, he liked to, he was outside of a laundromat or whatever and he could never afford to play a game on this arcade machine. It was like Super Mario Brothers, which I thought was a little odd because some, I think more commonly known to be on a Nintendo home entertainment system. Yeah, But but. regardless, he never had a quarter to put into this machine to play on this arcade machine. So he would steal quarters out of the the wishing fountain, apparently, to play, which is, he made a comedic but then he said he he then said it's a me mario but kind of normally and then said that's not the voice we're working really hard on the voice <laughs> stay tuned for that and i'm like hmm what does that mean yeah <laughs> what do you mean you're working on the voice huh. I, uh, my perspective on this is this is bad <laughs> but i don't know yeah. it's an animated it's an animated movie the the game is already animated. Just hire Charles Martinet to do the voices. It, it just doesn't make any sense.
1: Yeah, it, it, what makes it especially weird is that they did hire him just as like some support cameo role or whatever. That's what's hell. even weirder. And it's like, what yeah. are you doing, guys? Like, what's the point of this? And again, I, I don't like Illumination Pictures. I think Illumination Pictures, I think their animation style looks cheap and not great, especially when you compare it to things like, um obviously Disney and Pixar but hell I would even make the argument for like DreamWorks and stuff like that like Illumination just looks so bleh to me and I don't like I haven't watched every single movie of theirs but the ones I have other than I guess the first Despicable Me which I enjoyed enough like I don't think are good like the 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 the, the few I have watched I think they're just whatever and I think what Illumination Picture does at least when you look at all of their movies and the casts associated with them. I think they just look to hire these big name actors to get that extra bit of a uh, uh, star power to, to, to no pun intended to bring people in. Um, and then, and that, I think it's very clear. That's what they're trying to do with this um, movie. And again, this, this, these casting choices are just odd. Like what is like, what are they going to do with this? Seth Rogen as Donkey Kong. It's like, what? is is, is Donkey gong gonna laugh like you know that makes
0: sense actually that's probably the one that makes the most sense let's be honest
1: yeah like i would make the argument that like anya taylor joy is princess peach like because again like 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 i think anya taylor joy can easily just like make her voice a little bit higher pitched and and sound like that um but if you're gonna sound like that anyway what's the point just hire the original voice actor. that's 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 what i don't understand yeah
0: this isn't live action, so what does this matter? Just hire the original voice actor. It's just – it's the most puzzling situation. And when the, the – I don't – I am I excuse my ignorance, but the, the gentleman who was announcing this from Nintendo, he's like, and it's Chris Pratt. Isn't he the coolest or something like yeah, that? Like, like, oh.
1: He is really cool. <laughs> it's something stupid. I'm like, what? And it's
0: like, okay, but what does this matter? Yeah. This is irrelevant because w- what – it's an animated movie. Like, are they going to change up the animation drastically so that it doesn't look like the, the game? And then, then it'll be weird and obtuse. And like, you'll be thinking, oh, well, that doesn't that doesn't fit. Yeah. I, I don't know. It doesn't, nothing about this strikes me as going to be good. And it's too bad. Except that the, the talent attached is actually quite good. Like, the mm-hmm. people are great at what they generally do. But it just seems like. Hire as many big name actors as possible. Yeah, to create as much hype as possible.
1: Yeah, exactly. Like I love, I love all these actors that are attached, but it's like I don't want them to be attached to this. This just seems fucking weird, man. <laughs> it just seems weird, dude. And uh, I don't know. Like I'm curious. Like once that first trailer drops, that's gonna be like, I think like an inflection point. Like like, I, you know, people are gonna be like, what the hell is this? Or people are just gonna be like, actually, this isn't too bad. Like I'm very very curious about that first trailer it's going to yeah, surprise out. me yeah uh, it's coming out um you said december right december 22nd of 2022 so you know like i imagine the tra- we'll get the trailer within the next year like um so i'm definitely curious and i would be amiss if i didn't mention like
0: you know follow up on what you're saying about illumination i don't mind illumination i i actually don't dislike them but i haven't really seen that many movies by them The most recent movie i saw by them was the the grinch how the grinch stole christmas that Mm -hmm. kind of uh the the one with benedict cumberbatch was the grinch Mm -hmm. i think it was good i actually did enjoy it and i don't think their animation looks cheap like that i don't agree with but i do think that out of the animation studios it's the worst one like of the big name ones right Mm like like pixar and dreamworks and uh like disney animation studios like it's the worst one of those so the, that's the thing. It's not like I I don't have high hope for, hopes for this because they hire these big name actors in these roles that already have voice actors mm-hmm. associated with them. I that that's already a red flag. And then you have another red flag which is, which is Illumination doesn't have the best reviewed movies out of the animation series. The Minions movie is like a 50% on Rotten Tomatoes.
1: Yeah, I tried so, watching that movie many years ago. I watched the first like 10 minutes and I was like, I'm going to kill myself if I watch any more of this. Like, I will literally blow my fucking brains out. It's so awful. Right. They just keep on saying banana. I was like, what?
0: <laughs> Sounds great. Isn't is it cute? No. Well, 50% kind of tells me the answer to that question. But anyways, that, that, yeah, that's the that's the thing. Two red flags. And uh, you're right. The inflection point will be the trailer. We'll see. Mm -hmm. Okay.
1: Can't believe it. It's fucking ridiculous.
0: Number three. As Deadline reports, NBC Universal has ordered a Pitch Perfect sequel TV series with actor Adam Devine, reprising his role as Bumper Allen. The show is said to be executive produced by Pitch Perfect producer and Pitch Perfect 2 director, Elizabeth Banks, and is set to premiere on NBC's streaming service, Peacock. The series is meant to follow Bumper Allen's adventures in Berlin, Germany. Where his music has garnered him quite a bit of praise from the German audience. To describe her excitement for the new series, chairman of NBC Universal's television and streaming content, Susan Rovner, said, quote, When we saw the opportunity to create a series for Pitch Perfect with Elizabeth Banks, Max Handelman, and Paul Brooks, plus more earworm classics for superfans to enjoy, we jumped at it. And to top it off. We are so fortunate that Adam Devine is headlining the series and bringing fans the quirky, laugh-out-loud sensibility they loved in the film franchise. Unquote. Adrian, I I don't remember you being a Pitch Perfect fan, but you did choose this story. I have never watched a Pitch Perfect movie Believe it or not. Oh, what do you think of this news?
1: Uh, I I'm of a few minds of this man. I, I think this is quite interesting. I like the Pitch Perfect movie. I watched the first two, and I thought they were pretty good. I I don't think I ever watched the third one. The second one's definitely not as good as the first. I think the first one's like a genuinely great movie. I'd I think it's hilarious. Um, the one thing I find kind of weird about this um, is like again like the Pitch Perfect is a like a, a female led cast most of them uh or I, I think every single one of them it's a, it's a female led cast mostly and adam divine does play a character in it but he's kind of a side character so it seems interesting that they're kind of doing a spin-off with like this just like a like a fairly minor dude character that's in the first one i can't remember if he's in the second one i'll be honest with you um it just seems like an odd choice but again elizabeth banks being attached uh like i know she plays a part in pitch perfect i don't know if he like had like she probably was just a producer on that first one or oh no actually she was the director of the first one. Um no so she directed kind of the second one. Oh the second one sorry.
0: Yeah she's but she's like a she's like the force behind this series. Like mm-hmm. she made the first one happen, I believe. So like she was huge for the first one as yeah. well. So like the I don't think a series would happen would have happened at all without Elizabeth Banks. Mm-hmm. Let's just say that. Yeah. But
1: um, but yeah, I don't know. Like I, I'm intrigued. Uh, like obviously, Pitch Perfect it uses like a lot of licensed uh, music. It's like they're a cappella groups, and and you know it's a it's a really like funny funny movie. At least that first one. Again, uh, I didn't watch the third, and I, I'm pretty sure I watched the second, if I recall correctly. It doesn't matter. Um, but yeah, I don't know. I just find this a, an interesting choice. Um, not something I would have expected to be to be totally honest with you. And I'm curious like what they're going to do. Like if, if like every episode is going to be some sort of like acapella bonanza, like if this show is going to be like a musical uh, realistically, Um, I guess the first ones uh, or like those, the three movies aren't necessarily a musical. There's just a lot of music in it. And they do like, you know, like acapella covers and everything like that. Um, I'm curious how, what's the word I'm looking for? True to the original, like movies, this show is going to be, and if it's going to follow like a similar sort of thing, I think that's a good idea. Though, again, like I think Adam Devine uh, or Adam Devine is Adam Devine Devine divine divine is absolutely hilarious. Like I, I loved uh, him. Um, from the Workaholics TV show, which uh, aired on like Comedy Network, I'm pretty sure. Uh, and that show is just like unbelievable. It's, it's absolutely hilarious. Um, and that's where I, I saw him first. Uh, and then, yeah, like anytime he like cameos and other stuff, it makes me uh, makes me happy. He has this very um, awesome presence on screen and a very great style of comedy that uh, just I, I can't help but laugh my ass off. Um, so yeah, I don't know. Um, I, I think this is definitely interesting. Um, for like in terms of you, like, uh, I, I would recommend watching that first Pitch Perfect movie with your girlfriend. I feel like she would probably like it as well. Like, it's, I think it's, it's fairly well reviewed. Uh, that first one, at least. I think it's, uh, 81% on Rotten Tomatoes. Just check that for us. And, uh, yeah, man, it's definitely worth the watch that first one. Um, n- and maybe, uh, maybe you'll want to watch the series if you do watch it. Who knows? <laughs> I don't know, man.
0: I don't know. A lot of things coming out, and uh, I'm already behind on this, so I'm not sure. Like I'm, I'm going to talk about this in a second, but the amount of things coming out is in the next story here, and it's unbelievable. So I feel like I might do it. I'm, I'm not ruling it out. I uh, do respect the works of Elizabeth Banks. She's uh, she's working on Cocaine Bear at the moment. Yeah, that sounds like it's exciting, but. um Yeah, I don't know. I'm not I'm not ruling it out, but I'm not going to say that I'm going to watch it because I feel like it's just going to be another thing on my plate that I may not get to. Yeah. But yeah. Cool. Indeed. Cool. Yeah. The only thing I've seen, I don't know, maybe I've seen other things with Adam Devine, but the only thing I recall seeing with Adam Devine is, well, at least recently was um, The Final Girls, which he was really good in. He was really funny. Mm. Adam Devine. Yes, def- definitely, Adam Devine. Just just double checking, it wasn't Adam Devine. <laughs> but anyway,
1: the classic segment of our show where we use a, an app or something to to show us the the pronunciation of a person's name. That was just
0: Google. I yeah. like how they again. I like how they show the lips moving, the lips moving, saying the word, I, I, the, saying the name. I just find yeah. that it's very satisfying. Well done, Google. Well done. Well done to you and your team at Google Search. Yeah. Anyway, let's move on to the mediast news segment of our show and this is number four we don't normally what? do a fourth news news piece but we've decided i've decided to do this because this was like a, a late edition i didn't realize that netflix was having an event and wow. I, I started watching it and i'm like this is action-packed so let's move on to number four
1: four story
0: story number yeah it's a That's a stretch. Number four. Netflix presented a three-hour action-packed live global event on YouTube that they dubbed Ta-Dum. That's right. Ta-Dum. (laughs) The title of the event was based upon the sound all Netflix original content makes when it first displays the Netflix title animation. Ta-Dum. The event had solid production values, and was presented in multiple languages to appeal to the incredible international audience that Netflix supports. During the live stream, Netflix was host to dozens of stars, promoting their upcoming Netflix films, TV series, and documentaries. As a part of their TV lineup, Netflix showed off various TV series, including the Jason Bateman starring Ozark, with an announcement that the final season would be lengthier than normal and would be split into two parts— They also showed off a trailer for the upcoming season four of Stranger Things, a sneak peek of season two for period drama Bridgerton, a teaser for the new The Sandman series presented by the Sandman creator Neil Gaiman, a new trailer for Cobra Kai season four, and a more substantial trailer for the November 6th release of the League of Legends-based animated series Arcane.
1: Well, that's a lot of stuff there, Simon
0: it goes on what they continued their hype for the various netflix series with a brand new trailer for the vikings spinoff series vikings valhalla a teaser trailer for the november 17th premiere of tiger king season 2 what a special look at the introductory title sequence for the live action cowboy bebop tv series and multiple clips for the witcher and its spinoff series blood origin additionally they presented us with promotional clips and trailers for upcoming movies, The Harder They Fall, starring Regina King, The Gal Gadot, starring action film Red Notice, Extraction 2, featuring what? Chris Hemsworth, the Halle Berry mixed martial arts film Bruised, The Army of the Dead, spin-off Army of Thieves, the Colin Kaepernick biopic Colin in Black and White, and director Adam McKay's upcoming film Don't Look Up, plus... They hyped up many of the upcoming anime and adult animation TV series with various clips and teasers. (gasps) Adrian, this was a very long event and very action packed and I didn't even get to everything. A lot of the stuff that's in foreign languages, I don't necessarily think we're going to necessarily watch, although respect to the creators making those series. I didn't write those in here, but there are a ton of series that are very popular overseas and elsewhere that are, were also presented. Mm-hmm. And it's crazy what they showed up with at this event and the amount of content. And at the end of the event, I just thought, whoa, Netflix just did a mic drop on all of these people. They just did a mic drop on Peacock's head. Okay, Adrian,
1: mm-hmm.
0: right on their head. They gave him a concussion. It's crazy. It's absolutely crazy, but I must ask you now, I, I have a feeling you didn't watch this event, but what did you think about any of the content that you did see, any of the trailers that you saw, or any of the news that you saw from this event? What did you catch, and what did you like?
1: Honestly, Simon, I liked none of it. They didn't announce uh, the release date for The Dragon Prince Season 4, so I think this uh, entire event is uh, a failure. We can toss it at the window, and that's my final thoughts. Thank you you're a liar. I am a liar. I am disappointed they didn't announce anything for the Dragon Prince season 4 cuz I can't wait for that. But uh again, you know, um there's some there's some cool stuff. I watched a few things. Uh, I didn't get to watch much. I was working all day and and, and this was uh this was this was today, correct? It was.
0: It was today. Uh, I think twelve p.m. Eastern time.
1: Yeah. So I, I was I was working it um, all day um, or during that time, and, and we started recording pretty much as soon as I got home. So I watched a few things, um, but not too many. I watched the the uh, the Sandman teaser, which seems interesting. I don't know much about you know the Sandman, but uh, I mean Neil Gaiman obviously has a good track record, and I'm curious. Uh, I'll definitely watch the show when it comes to Netflix if it's reviewed well. I watched the teaser for Stranger Things season four, which again I can't wait for. I really like Stranger Things. I feel like Stranger Things is one of those like Netflix shows that just took the world by storm, and I, I remember watching that first season. Um, maybe it was season two. I don't. I don't remember. But uh, during Halloween, because I, I think I started it on Halloween, and you know, just like pausing it anytime kids came to the door to give them candy and stuff like that um and yeah again i'm very excited for season four but out of everything on this list the one thing that i'm easily most excited about even though they didn't really show anything is the final season of ozark Um, they did show something oh did they
0: That i it's in the write-up as well Jeez, man
1: showed off there oh sorry I, i misread that or miss to you. Um, but, uh, oh, I, di- I didn't watch the Ozark uh, thing. But, again, I, I can't wait for um, Ozark uh, final season. It's cool that they're splitting it into two parts and that it's going to be lengthier than normal. So, realistically, we're getting about two seasons. Um, yeah, it's similar
0: to... It seems like this. it's similar to the ending of Breaking Bad. Yeah. Where season six was split up into two pieces. It was almost like there was a season seven mm-hmm. in reality. But the the clip they showed for Ozark was basically... What's Laura Linney's
1: character's name? Well, I have no idea, man. I don't remember any of the character's names. It's
0: been too long. It's been too long.
1: Yeah, Marty like, Bird. Yeah, uh, I don't remember. Right? Is is Jason Bateman. I think Jason so. Bateman that seems right. Jason plays
0: Marty Bird, and she plays Bird. What's her first name?
1: Looking it up. Yeah, look it up. Yeah, it's been like over a year, I think. I think it came out last August, last season. And just to do a quick correction for you. I think, didn't Breaking Bad only have five seasons? Six seasons. Breaking Bad? It had five seasons. Breaking Bad had five seasons, just to correct you so you don't have to correct yourself next next week it's wendy bird
0: wendy bird
1: what took you so long
0: well i was looking up the seasons thing
1: oh a oh, breaking bad yeah yeah it was, it was five seasons of breaking bad it is indeed five seasons don't worry that was our mistake simon no that was my mistake that was our mistake
0: i specifically made that mistake there was, our mistake there's only five seasons of breaking bad adrian and i'm correcting it yeah, here for the record just to be to be clear, but yeah,
1: Wendy Bird. Sorry, your mistakes are my mistakes. My mistakes are your mistakes.
0: Uh, they kind of leave on a, on on like a cliffhanger in after season three of Ozark, and then yeah, it's a huge one. And I want, don't want to say anything. We're not going to spoil anything, but they're basically cleaning out their hair. They're in a bathroom and they're just uh, anxiety ridden, and they're kind of cleaning themselves because it's uh, oh. it was quite the quite the cliffhanger. So if you are interested nah. in watching that clip, you can. It's very short. Uh they're basically filming that season now. So that's kind of why mm-hmm. they don't have like an actual trailer, but it was just basically a small teaser clip is what they showed.
1: You know what's hilarious? What? Literally as we're talking about uh Ozark, my our mutual friend Peter, he literally just texted me, "Ozark season 3, here we go."
0: Oh, wow. What a coincidence. Literally just now. Maybe it's that's because wild. of this event. It's possible. Maybe he got it's hyped possible. up. He's like, oh, I forgot I'm watching Ozark. Um, I actually I, I thought the name of the event was really dumb. And then <laughs> it's dumb. it kind of caught on as it went because it was presented very well. I, I just must say, like, mm-hmm. I just feel like Netflix's production values on this event was really good. The other thing that I, yeah. I'm kind of surprised you're not excited for, I thought you love Cobra Kai, so that's another thing. Another season four. There's like season fours of every one of these shows, which is odd. I noticed on Twitter yeah. that it's like, literally season four was trending i'm like oh season four of ozark i jump in ozark's nowhere to be found they're talking about season four of stranger things they're talking about so season four of cobra kai they're talking about season four of there's an anime series that's on season four as well and ozark was like way down the list of what was trending so i thought that was interesting mm-hmm. that they just seem to be on season four of all of these of these series but yeah anything else catch your eye
1: um I mean uh I did we know that Tiger King like that it was getting a season 2 cuz if if we did I definitely forgot about that. So
0: that was also announced this week. Like there was a there was like a documentary clip if you can uh, t- I'm surprised they didn't just show that at this event, but they showed it earlier in this week. Maybe it was leaked. There's all these documentaries like get ready for these documentaries like True Crime and all of these like different options like Tiger King and there's that Tinder Swindler documentary that's coming and Oh yeah. So I didn't know that Tiger King season two was happening at all. I didn't think okay. they had anything anything to tell. I'm kind of curious if they've got enough material to really make it make it as good as the first season. That first season?
1: Yeah. You always wonder that. That first season was a phenomenon, man. Like everyone was super hype about that. And it, it was awesome. I loved watching it. I remember watching, you know, that first episode and being like, eh, you know, I'm not really interested. And then every time the episode would end, it was like it gets crazier and like, you know, plant a seed for something. And you're just like, what the hell? And the more you watch that, 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 that series, that first season, it gets more and more wild where it seems like these can't, like the characters, I mean, they're not characters, they're real people, but they, they seem like characters that you would have to write. You'd have to have a wild imagination to make something like this. And yeah. Yeah. I don't know. I'm definitely intrigued about the Tiger King season two. I'll definitely watch that when that comes out, as long as it's uh, good and, and they do have some good material to tell. I'm curious what they can tell. Cause yeah, I agree with you. The way that first season ended, it, it felt like a finish. Like it, it, I don't really know what else they can show. So um, color me intrigued for that, my friend.
0: For sure. Um. Yeah. Anything else uh, jump out to you?
1: Uh, I mean, man, there's just so much. Like, I want to watch that introductory sequence of Cowboy Bebop. I, I heard that it's really good. It's amazing. Like, uh, yeah, like I read online and, and it seems very positive. So uh, I'll probably watch that. Again, I got to watch that anime series before it comes out because, uh, you know, just to just to understand the source material. Um, and then obviously, like, uh, I think we knew about Extraction 2. I'm curious how they're going to, you know, play that off. Uh, I'll, I'm definitely excited for The Harder They Fall with Regina King. That, that's that my most anticipated
0: movie of this year. I forgot that it yeah, existed because it's been so long since we saw that initial, mm-hmm. like, you know, we're releasing a movie every week that Netflix released as a trailer. They, they had a trailer yeah. that kind of announced that. And so that is so exciting. I'm so excited for that. And they mm-hmm. showed some clips for that. You got Jonathan Majors. You got Regina King's. You got Zazie beats. You got uh, – Idris Alba. I mean, oh, Keith Stanfield, such a great yeah. cast. I'm so hyped for it. And they showed some clips like behind the scenes and it looks amazing. I just, I can't yeah. stress enough. That is, again, at this moment, my most anticipated movie for further end of, mm-hmm. as we gear up to the end of 2021. So that's a, it's yeah. a big one for me.
1: Yeah, Don't Look Up also has my attention as well. They for released sure. that first trailer like a month or two ago. And I really love Adam McKay.
0: There's a clip here too for that. So if you want to see that, you can catch that on YouTube's, the YouTubes. Yeah. That was good too. And I am very hyped for that too. It's Meryl Streep. Got Jonah Hill, Leonardo DiCaprio, Jennifer Lawrence, Mm -hmm. like, and it's Adam McKay who we really like. So directing it.
1: Yeah. His track record's fantastic. Both in comedies and in these more like serious uh, movies that he's been doing over the past few years.
0: Yeah. And then, The other thing was uh, Army of Thieves, which I didn't really uh, care for that much. I didn't care about it. Mm -hmm. It's like the spinoff for Army of the Dead, that Zack Snyder movie that came out this uh, this spring. Came out in the spring, Mm -hmm. right? Yeah, it did. Oh, because I keep there's something in my mind that keeps thinking summer of Snyder. But um, maybe it was. No, that's a joke. You you made fun of me for calling it the summer of Snyder.
1: Yeah. You don't remember that? You don't remember that? No, I don't remember anything that ever happens. Yeah, you ever. Yeah,
0: I don't know you how you keep long running jokes going because you don't remember episode thirty,
1: dude. That was like at least thirty episodes ago. whatever episode we're on?
0: It's a long time ago. Yeah, um, yeah. but anyways, the um, Army of Thieves. They showed a clip of Natalie uh, Emmanuel from who's who a character in Game of Thrones as well, and she mm-hmm. she's a pretty great actor. She she was good. She was also good in Die Hard with Kevin Hart, but. She was in a fight scene in this clip, and it was unbelievable. I was like, what the heck? I didn't think this heist movie was going to have this kind of fight choreography, and I was blown mm-hmm. away. I was like, I, I couldn't believe it. Then they showed the trailer, and I was less hyped, but they had Zack Snyder and a bunch of people on a stage kind of talking about it, and Matthias, yeah. um, what's his name?
1: Uh, Schweig, Schweig, Schweighofer, I think. Schwieghofer, something like that. I'm probably butchering the hell at it. Let me look it up. Matthias, Matthias. Schweigholfer. Schweighofer. He's from,
0: obviously, Army of the Dead. That's the only time I've ever seen him. I don't know. Maybe you've mm-hmm. seen him somewhere else. But I thought he was really good in that. He was one of the highlights of that movie. He was a good comic Definitely. relief character, and he's really good at safe cracking, whatever. So it makes sense that he'd be in this heist movie. He's directing the movie. I don't know if you knew that part. So-
1: yeah, I did know that. Um, so like, it's cool that he's directing and starring um, in this film, and um, one thing I didn't know about this movie is that the music's by Hans Zimmer. Yeah, I was about and, to say that,
0: but you beat me to it. You look at you just stealing my thunder because you're on the page now, looking at him direct that he directed it. Is that what's happened? Yeah, yeah. You looked on it in Google, and now you you try to make it seem like you knew that all along. Oh yeah, by the way, I knew that Hans Zimmer. Yeah, classic, classic, Adrian.
1: I literally said I was going to look it up about Matthias Schweighöfer.
0: Yeah. Classic. Anyways, yeah, Hans Zimmer is also doing the music. That's when I learned that, which was in this event. They they talked about how they got Hans. I'm like, Hans? My my feet cut out. And I was like, they didn't say Zimmer. And I was like, What Hans isn't Hans Zimmer's doing the music for this movie? It was kind of shocking. But Zack Snyder did had Hans Zimmer do the music for Man of Steel. So it's not
1: that mm-hmm.
0: unrealistic. Oh and Batman versus Superman. Shouldn't mm-hmm. forget Batman versus Superman.
1: Arguably one of the best movies ever made.
0: Yeah, I disagree with that. But yeah, anyway yeah it was a crazy event i really yeah. did enjoy it uh and uh i'm excited for a lot of this stuff mm-hmm. it's it's crazy how uh how hyped it is so yeah. i'm very excited the cowboy bebop teaser the the intro is really well done like mm-hmm. i was surprised because i just feel like i don't know these anime live action adaptations just don't end up being good like a name one that's great i don't know if you can it's hard to name one that, you know, it's beloved by both fans and critics. It's difficult mm. to find one. So yeah. I'm curious and it makes me want to watch the animated series, like the anime series, because I just, uh, I, I can't believe how well this tr- like this introductory title sequence is. So I, I think I might wait until it releases. And then as soon as it releases in November, if it's good, if it's well reviewed, then I might watch the anime. Mm. We'll see. Okay. We'll see. We'll see. Okay. Okay. Anything else? Anything else to jump out to you?
1: Uh, no, not, not necessarily. I mean, that League of Legends series, I, I remember they released a trailer a while back and it looked interesting enough. I'm not hugely invested in the League of Legends universe, but I'm, I'm curious about it. Um, but, uh, yeah, I don't know. No- that's a good one too. That trailer was amazing. Yeah. I'm sure I'm missing something. Watch that trailer. Seriously. Okay.
0: That's a, that's probably one of the highlights because it's an actual full length trailer. Like they went all out in that trailer and it's got great actors in it.
1: For the League of Legends one? Yeah. Ooh, okay. I'll watch it right now.
0: Uh, don't do that because we're running a show.
1: Okay, fine. Whatever.
0: This is like when you went out of your way to look up Army of Thieves so you can one-up me with the the, the fact that Hans Zimmer is in that.
1: What is your problem, man?
0: <laughs> I'm just joshing you. I'm just joshing. <laughs> uh, no, I appreciate that you, you pointed that out. I was It was on the tip of my tongue to say it, and then you kind of yeah. jumped in. I was like,
1: what the heck? I knew that. Reading my mind? I didn't actually look it up. I knew it. Yeah, you knew it. No big deal. Yeah, I know.
0: You got a sixth sense for when Hans mm-hmm. Zimmer is in a – is doing yeah. a project. Remember
1: that time when we made our mistake earlier in this episode? Our multiple mistakes throughout the series? Good times. What mistake? I don't know. I already forgot. But we made a mistake. The correction you made at the top of the show? The correction we made. We did it together. And then you made another mistake. Oh yeah, the oh, breaking. Oh yeah, we bad made the mi-
0: correction together, but you made the mistake alone.
1: Yeah. No 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 no. We we made the yeah. mistake. Just like we made the mistake about breaking bad, because we're a team. Your mistakes are my mistakes. Yeah, my breaking
0: mistakes bad is only five seasons, folks. Just yeah. to be clear. Just so in case you went away I'm and mistake. you left the, left it running, I'm left the meter running, and you went to the bathroom and then came back and sort of listened to our show again. Mm-hmm. Season five is the last season of Breaking Bad, although it was split into two. Arguably, you can consider it having six seasons. That's not what I meant, though. I actually mm-hmm. just made a mistake. Anyways, Adrian, it's time to move on to the montage, a sequence of our mm-hmm. show in which I briefly present the week's smaller news stories as Adrian delivers a brisk verdict. Number one, according to The Hollywood Reporter, Sean Bean and K. Jensen have both been cast in a live-action adaptation for the 1980s anime TV series Knights of the Zodiac.
1: Oh, I've never even heard about Knights of the Zodiac animated TV series.
0: Hmm. Number two, according to Variety, WandaVision actress Katherine Hahn has been cast as comedy legend Joan Rivers in a new Showtime limited series called The Comeback Girl, which will tell the story of Joan Rivers' life and career.
1: Oh, right on. That seems like a good casting choice from what I'm seeing online. I don't really know Joan Rivers all that well, so I can't make that a... a a declaration.
0: Hmm, I see. Number three, according to publication Deadline, Academy Award-winning Lord of the Rings film composer Howard Shore is reportedly negotiating with Amazon to potentially compose for the tremendously expensive Lord of the Rings TV series. Oh, that would be a good get. Number four, as Deadline reports, the upcoming third film in the Harry Potter spinoff series Fantastic Beasts and Where to Find Them will officially be called Fantastic Beasts, The Secrets of Dumbledore and will premiere on April 15th,
1: 2022. Again, I feel like uh, Warner Bros. just did not have the foresight naming this series Fantastic Beats because, like, they're beasts. Because Fantastic Beasts and The Crimes of Gay Wizard Hitler and Fantastic Beasts, The Secrets of Dumbledore, just don't really roll off the tongue all that well, so that's weird.
0: Number five, as documented by GQ magazine, Obi-Wan Kenobi star Ewan McGregor stated during an interview after the Emmys that the Disney Plus Kenobi TV series has concluded production.
1: Oh, exciting. I'm excited for this show. It seems good, probably, maybe. We haven't seen anything of it. Number six.
0: As reported by BBC News, Doctor Who's 2005-2009 showrunner Russell T. Davies will return to showrun Doctor Who's 14th season.
1: I'm not attached to Doctor Who at all, so cool, I guess.
0: Number seven. During the Tudum Netflix Live Showcase event... Netflix renewed the ever-popular high school drama Sex Education for a fourth season.
1: Oh, right on. I still got to watch season three. I just decided to watch uh, the final season of Brooklyn 9 first.
0: Also another fourth season. They just have a million fourth seasons going on here. Yeah. Number eight. As followed by The Hollywood Reporter, Netflix has purchased the rights to the entirety of the legendary author Roald Dahl's Life's Work and Story Catalog.
1: Mm. Unlike, unlike Warner Bros., Netflix has the fourth site...
0: What? That was a stretch and a half.
1: Because of the, because f- they keep on doing four seasons of things.
0: Yeah, I don't know if that was clever. Number nine, as announced during Netflix to Doom event, The Witcher TV series starring Henry Cavill has been officially renewed for a third season. Netflix will also be creating a second animated film based within the Witcher universe. Cool. Number ten, as IGN reports, actors Haley Steinfeld, Ella Purnell. Kevin Alejandro, Katie Long, Jason Spisak, Harry Lloyd, J.B. Blank, and Tox Al-Gundoye have each been cast in Netflix's upcoming League of Legends TV series, Arcane. Gasp.
1: We talked about that.
0: But we didn't talk about the cast, Uh, which was announced earlier this week. Amazing! And that concludes the montage. (laughs) Oh, fourth sight. Fourth sight. Yeah. Yep. I'm going to have the fourth sight right now and ask you... Adrian, what do you got for me?
1: I got new releases for you. And if you had the fourth site, you would know that I have the new releases for you, Simon. I did. That that was a
0: setup. That was the joke. Ugh. I was a set. Why would I ask you what do you have for me every week if I didn't know that you had the new releases prepared? Obviously, I had the fourth, fourth site. (laughs) The fourth site. What a ridiculous joke.
1: You're ridiculous. You're ridiculous. You hear me? Anyways, (laughs) Anyways, <laughs>
0: you miss you miss these cues sometimes. You could have easily just said, You're a ridiculous joke, but you missed it. You missed it. Why would I say that? That's ridiculous. Because it would have been a bigger disrespect to me. A bigger jab, a bigger poke, a bigger Ooh, I gotcha. How about this? Ooh, I'm Netflix dropping this microphone uh, on HBO Max's on head.
1: Peacock's head. Giving them a concussion. Then they went to sleep that same night. And then they didn't wake up. They fell into a coma because you're not supposed to sleep after a concussion, apparently. Now Peacock's dead, never waking up. It's done. Peacock's over. No. Every All their content's going on Apple TV like that. That uh, Sorry, not Apple TV, uh, Amazon Prime Video here in Canada. And it's not releasing anywhere else because it's oh, dead. Oh, no,
0: I want to see that Pitch Perfect series.
1: Yeah. It'll probably be on Amazon, maybe. Who knows? I don't know. I don't really care. Anyways, uh, the new releases, this is for the week of September 27th to October the 3rd. That's a Monday to a Sunday, baby. And the first movie coming out this week is coming out on Tuesday, September 28th. This is uh, a, a do- It's a documentary. It's a Netflix documentary uh, called Britney versus Spears. Oh, my gosh. And it's about the uh, you know long, long ordeal about Britney Spears being um, like, I don't know what the word is. Something to do with her dad. Her dad owned something. What's the word? Conservatorship? That one, yeah. Under a
0: conservatorship?
1: Yeah, that one. So it's a story about that. Excellent. Thanks. Anyways, the next movies that are coming out are coming out on Wednesday, the 29th of September. The first one is a movie called No One Gets Out Alive, Simon. And, uh... And this is a Netflix original movie, and it's a neat looking horror movie about an illegal Mexican immigrant that moves into a rundown Cleveland boarding house that isn't all that it seems, with spooky visions occurring.
0: No. Oh.
1: Friend zone is up next. And this is a Netflix original movie. And it's is just about a dude uh, trying to escape the friend the, the so-called friend zone. Can he do it? I don't know. Who cares? Next up is a movie called sounds like love. This is a Netflix original movie and it's about a woman's career that is on the rise, but as she reaches the peak of it, her ex lover, it's not lever. As I wrote in those notes, her ex lover shows up and throws her life into shambles she seeks her friends for support in getting through this trying time. Hmm. Yeah. I see. So she's she's
0: holding on to the lever for support.
1: Yeah, exactly. The lever for support. The, the lever. Yeah. That's what you said, right? The yeah, exactly. Okay, uh, and then these next movies are are all coming out on Friday, October the first. The first one uh, is a movie called The Guilty. This is a <gasps> Netflix original movie. This actually looks great. This is actually playing in um, select theaters like a limited showing, and it's about like a woman who is kidnapped and a nine one one dispatcher is trying to save her. It's directed by Antoine Fuqua, who made like the Equalizer movies and stuffs. Um, But the trailer, again, it looks really good. Uh, I want to watch this in uh, Princess Twin uh, Cinema um, instead of Netflix. Uh, Good old Jake
0: Gyllenhaal. And this is a Netflix movie. Did you say it was a Netflix movie?
1: Yeah, I led with that. Oh, I'm sorry. For some reason, I didn't think you did. No worries. Our mistake. Anyways, next up is a movie called The Seven Deadly Sins Cursed by Light. It's a Netflix original anime movie based on the Netflix original anime series of the same name. Minus the Cursed by Light portion of this name. Oh. Mm, yeah. Next up is a movie called Forever Rich. This is a Netflix original movie, and it's about a rapper rising through fame that must deal with the consequences of his humiliating past when a video resurfaces, pushing him to a rap battle to redemption, all taking place in one night.
0: Oh, like what kind of gifts does he rap? Like Christmas or birthdays? Valentine's Day?
1: Um, every holiday, actually. Oh, he's 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 rapping for every single holiday. <laughs> and you know, it's uh funnily enough, he has to, like he's he's going up against uh, Will Farrell's character from Elf um at, in this rap battle and whoever raps the most gifts wins.
0: Ah, that yeah. makes sense. It
1: does. It's wild that they. Yeah. Jon Favreau apparently is directing. Anyways, next up is a movie called Swallow. This is a Netflix original uh movie and it's about a woman in the 1980s living in Nigeria that takes up drug smuggling to make ends meet. Yeah, you definitely wrote that one. Oh, or you want to play that game? No, no, I'm joking. I know you
0: wrote them all. I, uh, I was just no, saying.
1: I didn't actually. There's one more I plagiarized. Or did I? Let's make this game. We're doing the game again. No, no. That no, it's fun. one actually was directly from the Netflix description.
0: You did, you did write them all.
1: Yeah, I did. Anyways, uh, back as night. This is part of the Welcome to Bloomhouse. Um, I guess, like anthology series of movies. Uh, they had like two that released last year. Uh, there's two uh, that are releasing um, on this day, which is October 1st. And I think there's a couple more releasing in like a week or two. So, um, however, this uh, Black as Night movie is confirmed to be releasing on Amazon Prime um, through the trailer and movie Insider. And it's about vampires in New Orleans about 15 years after uh, Hurricane Katrina. Oh. Yeah. Hmm. Next up is a movie called Bingo Hell. Again, another movie a part of that. Welcome to the Bloom House anthology series of movies, confirmed by Movie Insider and the trailer itself, coming to Amazon Prime Video. It's about an old lady that is upset that her bingo hall has been purchased by an entrepreneur named Mr. Big. And as she rallies her friends to get back that bingo hall, her friends start ending up dead in grisly circumstances, Simon. Oh, no. I know, Terrible. poor old people dying before their actual time. Coming up next is a movie called Paul. My Name is Paul, Polly Murray. And this is confirmed by Movie Insider in the trailer to be coming out on Amazon Prime Video. And it's a documentary about an African-American woman that was fighting for social justice 15 years before Rosa Parks didn't move from the bus seat. Hmm, I see. Yeah, I never heard of, heard of Polly Murray, I'll be honest with you. Next up is a movie called Dog Valley. This is confirmed by Movie Insider in the Apple TV app. This is actually a documentary uh, movie. It's a video-on-demand movie, by the way. It's a documentary about the kidnapping, rape, and murder of a gay college student by two ex-convicts. Um, uh, I see. Yeah. Doesn't sound like a good time, that's for sure. No. No. It doesn't. Um, What Breaks the Ice is coming up next, and this is confirmed by Movie Insider and the Apple TV app. This is a video-on-demand movie about two girls in the late 90s that find themselves in the center of a mysterious murder during their summer holiday. What's a murder? Hmm? What's a murder here? There's a lot of murder. There sure are. Yeah, a lot of death. But not in Adventures of a Mathematician, which is confirmed by Movie Insider and the Apple TV app to be coming out on on video-on-demand. It's just about the Adventures of a Mathematician, man. There's no murder involved, just mathematics. How do you know? Huh? I mean, I, I haven't watched the movie. You got me there, honestly. The TV series Foundation
0: by on Apple TV Plus, that is the Adventures of a mathematician, but there's lots of murder in that, I'm pretty sure.
1: Yeah, fair point. You got me there, man. You got me there. You never know. Murder. Next up is a movie called Falling for Figaro. Figaro. is confirmed by the most reliable source on the internet, m.d-numbers.com, and the Apple TV app. This is a video on demand movie. And uh, when I was a kid, I actually had an imaginary friend named Figaro. Figaro. You don't remember how to pronounce it, though? Figaro. Figaro's phone number is what I used to say. Are you sure? This sounds made up. I mean, yeah, he was imaginary, so technically it was made up.
0: No, I'm saying it sounds made up right now. Like, you made it up just at this
1: moment. You kind of have to repeat
0: his name a couple times. Like, I don't really know. His name is Figaro.
1: Dude, just ask my parents. Literally ask my parents. Hmm. They will tell you. Okay. Yeah. And anyways, coming up next is a movie called Witch Hunt. And it's confirmed by the most reliable source on the internet, m.theheavenumbers.com and the Apple TV app. This is a video on demand movie. And it's about magic that is still real in this modern age America. But witches are still being prosecuted. And a young witch attempts to escape to Mexico for asylum with her family.
0: Magic is still real mm-hmm. in this modern age of America.
1: Yeah. Still real, yeah. Exactly, like the magicians and witches didn't go extinct, is what I'm trying to say. Like they survived that initial like witch purge that happened, yeah, like a century or two ago. Yeah, but there were never witches, though. That was a we can agree to disagree. We can agree to disagree. The phrase witch
0: way. hunt means like you're hunting for nothing,
1: you know. It's a fake. Yeah, because they've been extinct for centuries. No, you're not. No. I mean, anyway, go, I'm going to continue. It's all a hoax. I'm going to continue. They've been extinct for centuries. That's why that phrase is like that. Because obviously it's a witch hunt. Because they're not around anymore. They've, anyways.
0: Yeah, like your imaginary imaginary friend Figaro.
1: <laughs> imaginary imaginary friend Figaro.
0: Yeah, the guy who just invented him. Now that I you didn't an invent him. Friend. Now
1: Simon, I'll call him right now if you want. I'm me to.
0: realizing. I'm realizing as well. Like your mom listens to our podcast. So if I asked her, "Hey, do you have do you what's the name of?" His imaginary friend. She's gonna remember it from this podcast and say, "Yeah, his name was Figaro." We don't. We won't be able to do this unbiased. So there's no way for me to prove. I'll, I'll literally call is you. A real imaginary friend I'll or not?
1: Go, I'll go to my mother right now and ask her to confirm me. You want me to? I'll do it.
0: How are you going to do it? Are you going to do it with – you call her on the phone because how am I going to know? You're going to go upstairs. You're going to talk to her and you're going to come say, hey, I just confirmed it with her. Well, I'm not on – we're recording here. So we got to make sure that we we live up to – Well, I don't know if she's
1: sleeping or not.
0: Okay. Well, then leave it. Let's leave it and we'll just call it maybe. Maybe you had an imaginary friend named Figaro in your youth.
1: How about let's call it May Day, which is the next movie on this list, baby. This is confirmed by Movie Insider in the Apple TV app, and it's a video-on-demand movie. And it's about a woman who finds herself transported to a fantasy world where women lure men to sea and death via radio transmission.
0: It's like the sirens, Mm -hmm. but with technology
1: instead. It's wild wild stuff huh? because uh sirens have been extinct for centuries as well simon um implanted yeah as well as unicorns eh, and pegasus pegasi also been they've been gone for w- way longer gone for a while i should they've mention i know
0: that you're you know you're making some ridiculous claim that you know sirens exist etc but uh, i i do want to get serious here for a moment and say that that transition to mayday that that incredible segue was amazing i would be a miss you know to not mention uh how good you were at your craft in that moment for that segue. Thanks, man. It's pretty great. Thanks. You're welcome. Every once in a while, you know, I got to get real with you. I can't just make fun of you the entire podcast.
1: Mm-hmm. Yeah. So. Thanks, man. It's nice. You're welcome. What a kind soul you are. Anyways, Implanted is up next. This is confirmed by Movie Insider and the Apple TV app. This is a video on demand movie. This movie has a similar plot to the movie Upgrade from what I could tell. Oh. Yeah. Okay. Next up is a movie called The Survivalist. This is, this, this is the 2021 version of The Survivalist because there was another Survivalist movie that came out, I think, like three years ago or something like that. Anyways, this is coming from my movie insider in the Apple TV app. This is a video-on-demand movie. This plot sounds a lot like the plot of The Last of Us. Sorry about, sorry about talking about video games, again. Sorry about it.
0: You know, it's interesting, but we, we had a whole new story on video games. You never apologized there. But uh, I do need to apologize to you, Ken, because we I, I talked about Nintendo. For a long period of time, that was directly related, but so was this. So I don't know. I'm not I'm not sure where the line is where we apologize for Kenneth Saddlebauer for talking about video games. But uh, let us know. The survivalist is the name of it. It's about zombies.
1: I don't know. It's not necessarily about zombies, but it's about like these this guy that has to take care of this like little girl who's like immune to a disease going on.
0: Oh, well, that's not quite the same. But
1: okay, has to like bring her to a specific place.
0: Okay, I see.
1: Anyways, next up is a movie called Titan. Titan, Titan with an e at the end. I think it's, it's ta- titan Titany with it, yeah. Titan with an like e at that. the end. That's literally. We watched what I the trailer
0: yesterday, or whenever we watched uh, the card counter. Remember that? Yeah, we did. Yeah, Titany, um, Titany, I think. Titany. <laughs> Titan-y.
1: <laughs> it's confirmed by movie insider and the Apple. Sorry, it's confirmed by the most reliable source on the internet, m.dot.theheavennumbers.dot.com, and the trailer. Uh this is coming to theaters. Um limited theaters it seems, like a limited release. However, it's uh, playing at the Apollo Cinema near us, Simon. And this trailer looks looks nuts. Um just watch the trailer. Uh I don't even know what the hell this movie is about. When I like looked up like about this movie, it's apparently about like a uh, like a like a woman that gets impregnated by having sex with her car? What? And I was like I was like the trailer did not even remotely explain anything like that the trailer just like almost explained nothing um although the trailer also
0: did say two different statements it's like this is either the most tender movie you've ever watched or is the most psychotic or something like that movie that you ever watched it's getting reviewed very well how could it be either of those no offense i don't
1: know man it's reviewed very well though it's like a 93 on rotten tomatoes yeah 93 i just checked it yeah it's true Uh, next up is Venom Let There Be Carnage. This is coming to theaters. Um, I kind of want to watch this still. I'll, I'll watch it.
0: Yeah, I'm not yeah. I'm not against it. I'm curious how it gets reviewed. Yeah, me too. But-
1: um, next up is The Addams Family 2, which is like the animated sequel to The Addams Family 1 animated movie. This is also coming to theaters. I didn't realize that the cast of this Addams Family movie is absolutely bananas. It's Oscar Isaac, Charlize Theron, Chloe Grace Moretz, Nick Kroll, um, I'm not too sure who Javon Walton is, but there's Snoop Dogg, Bette Midler I know, and Bill Hader, uh, Hader I also know. So it's a uh, pretty wild cast. Pretty I crazy. Love. Yeah. And then the final movie coming out on October 1st is a movie called The Many Saints of New York. Uh, this is coming to theaters, and this is actually a prequel to The Sopranos HBO TV series. i got to watch The Sopranos. It's like one of those like big, big, th- like, big TV shows I'm missing. That and The Wire – like the two, I was gonna like, say the big,
0: exact same thing that yeah. and The Wire. It's funny, they're both HBO shows too, mm-hmm. so we have access to both of them on Crave.
1: Yeah,
0: I've always intended to watch The Sopranos and The Wire. I almost started watching The Wire one day, and then I was like, but I gotta finish Queen's Gambit, <laughs> <laughs> and so that was where I was at, and that was many months ago, and yeah. I didn't get back to it, but right yeah, the, the many saints of Newark, or, or as you call it, the many saints of Newark. No, no, sorry, Newark. Uh, it looks like a pretty all-star cast, too. Like it, mm. it does look pretty good. I think it was rated really h- pretty highly, like 75 or something like that on Rotten Tomatoes. So I did kind of want to watch that, but I know that I shouldn't watch it before The Sopranos. Mm-hmm. So yeah, I guess I'll wait.
1: I guess you will. And then the final movie coming out uh, this week is coming out actually on Sunday, October 3rd, which is one of those random times. Uh, Not many movies come out on a Sunday. And it's a movie called Upcoming Summer. And this is a Netflix original, uh, like, coming-of-age romance story that I believe takes place in Taiwan. And the only reason I believe that is because the director is from Taiwan. Um, And it's, like, a mostly – it mostly casts, like like – or if not the entire cast is, like, um, Asian. And, uh, yeah. I'm just assuming. I'll be honest with you.
0: Why are you assuming this?
1: Well, it doesn't look like, like it takes place in America, Simon. But wasn't there there a description? Yeah. But it, it said nothing about um like the location of where where it um like where it takes place. Okay. All right. Then. Yeah. It takes place in like yeah, like Taiwan or, or, or China, technically.
0: All right, Adrian. Is that it? Is that it
1: for the movies coming out this that's week? That's it. That's all, baby. That's it. That's all. Let's wrap up the show, Simon.
0: Before we wrap up, I'm just going to ask you real brief. We've got uh, we've got a lot of movies coming out. The end of the year is going to be action-packed. What's the movie you're most anticipating right now in mm. September of 2021? The end of September of um, 2021.
1: Last Night in Soho, I think.
0: Ooh. Yeah. That's a good one. How about you? I think it is The, the Heart of They Fall. I'm feeling a Western. I've just been playing a lot of Red Dead Redemption. I feel like... And I'm I'm feeling a Western that or don't look up potentially. Netflix has got a pretty good lineup. Mm -hmm. And I'm excited. Last thing, Soho, though, does look really good. Yeah. Yeah. Edgar Wright.
1: The reviews aren't like all that exceptional. I think it's like under 70% on Rotten Tomatoes, unfortunately. But again, it it just looks really good. And I I love all Edgar Wright movies. So I'm sure I'm going to really like it. So.
0: Yeah, cool. All right. Well, that's the end. That is the end of our regular scheduled programming. I appreciate you joining me once again, Adrian. Do you have anything to add before we wrap this baby up? No. Okay. Well, that's it then. That's it. That's all, as you
1: say. That's it. That's all, baby. That's it. That's all. Again, we make mistakes, but we correct them as well. Hmm. There are mistakes.
0: Yeah. Okay. If you'd like to hear us make more mistakes or perhaps would like to correct our mistakes, please feel free to subscribe to us on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Google Podcasts, audible perhaps we're on it what? all we're even on youtube and you can subscribe to us at just another review if you'd like um but we're on most every podcast streaming service around iheart radio
1: ever created
0: ever tune in radio there's a lot of them and we're we're on them if you'd like to write into us you can also do that at splitfocuspodcast@gmail.com at gmail.com and you can really tell us about how we made mistakes mm-hmm. and we will correct them live on our show Thank you very much for listening to the 65th episode of Split Focus, a film and TV podcast. My name is Simon Eady, and this is Adrian Pinter signing off.
1: It is I signing off. And I I mentioned that last night in Soho is uh, probably my most anticipated movie. However, Batman v Superman was coming out again this year, which is a great movie, by the way, it would be my most anticipated movie. Thank you. Take care and goodbye. Goodbye. Take care. Goodbye.